Welcome to the Houdini RC Heli Podcast, Episode 2. Appreciate you guys joining back in after Episode 1. It wasn't the cleanest, the greatest, but I threw something out there. Today's date is 4-13-2020. We go over Episode 2. It's going to be on Zoom is what I'm doing it on, so I don't like how the audio cuts in and out. We'll see how that turns out in the end of the podcast. I may end up breaking it up this into two recordings just so I can get a feel for what's going on but definitely my quality is going to be a lot better than last time end up putting the uh, yoga mat on my desk so you're not hearing me josh around with pens and paper and stuff like that so it should be should be a good time good show have it do have a couple guests that may pop in a doubtful it's not Friday night it's uh, currently Monday night so Sure, a lot of people had the Monday Monday night blues. All right, guys, going over show topics. Uh, I just wanted to go over my name. My name is Richard Spiegel. I've been flying helis for probably since 1998. Enjoy it. Part of what I do. Part of me. Uh, like I said last time, I lived down in Buda, Texas. Wanted to go over why did I pick the name Houdini RC Heli podcast. So Houdini was kind of a nickname that was given to me when I used to go to events or fun flies and just normal weekend type stuff. Flying at the field, I didn't really like telling people goodbye and dealing with all that stuff. So I would slowly pack my stuff and everybody would go out to watch X, Y, or Z fly. And I'd already have my stuff ready. I'd load it in the car and leave. And they'd be like, where'd he go? What happened to him? So ended up getting the Houdini name kind of a trickster we that's what we do with helicopters we do tricks and 3d maneuvers and stuff like that so yeah it works a little hard to spell but you guys will figure it out eventually all right guys next on the docket i wanted to go over is the synergy 516 that i received last week this model is a used model it was shipped to me shipping was great package was great uh bought it from a guy named ben online pretty good deal wouldn't say it was a super hookup, but it was pretty good. He ended up throwing some Bodo lube in there and Bodo sizer and some spare parts and so forth and so on. So it was a really good deal. I appreciate it, everything he's done. The model, I've started working on it, got it servos installed. I ended up having to strip my A5 down, my KDS A5, to put the servos in this machine. I still don't know if I'm what I'm going to do with the A5. We'll see. I've got a motor in it. I've got the adapters to go to full servos. but So I just stripped that down to have electronics for my Synergy 516 that I have. Uh, servos in it, I'm going to be putting the Pro Modeler mini servos, the red, orange ones, you call it. I've had good luck with them. I wouldn't call them super high quality. They're not super high-end expert servos, but they're they're pretty darn good for what you're getting for the price. Uh, the tail servo will also be a pro modeler tail servo. It actually is performing probably as well or better than some of the high-end tail servos I've had. I've had zero issues, zero tail wags. It's been exactly perfect, exactly what I wanted to have. The ESC is going to be a Hobbywing 120, so I can do the telemetry out to the brain and get that into my jetty. So that'll be that set up. The motor, I ended up getting a motor from a buddy of mine. It's an X Nova. 
1120. That with an 18 tooth pinion should should be perfect for the head speed getting into the 25 2700 range. Battery is a HBR 100C that I was running in the KDS 5.5 and the KDS A5. Battery's perfect. It may be a little heavy. I'm gonna have to mess with the balance and figure it out in the end, see where I'm sitting on that. But overall, that's gonna be the, the electronics for it. I've started putting the servos in. Uh, there's a couple issues I've seen, just small stuff that I have to work through. The motor mount is part of the middle bearing block that's not removable. So you're gonna have to bolt the motor in like you would on a smaller heli. That's uh, nothing major. The back end uh, servo, elevator servo that goes, I will call it number two. That lower screws are a little bit difficult to get to. You kind of need to have a ball end Allen to get it straight and not strip out the uh, the the threads on it. Just definitely take time. Make sure you're getting that installed correctly. Uh, other than that, everything's been straightforward. There's nothing, the quality, the craftsmanship of this machine is top notch. I do not plan on seeing any quality issues at all. Getting the pinion to the main shaft gear mesh was a little bit of tricky. It definitely wanted to be on the tight side where when you spin the head backwards, it was kind of grindy. So it took me a little bit of time to get that straightened out to where it was smooth exactly the way I wanted it, where I could pop the head backwards and get it to run smooth with zero lash. So zero lash, but it's not actually binding up on the main gear very bad. Uh, the other thing I had to do, the, the tail yoke back and forth was a little sticky. I couldn't figure out what it was. So I, I popped the ballings off and it was super smooth. So luckily I got the Bodo sizer from Ben when I got it. So popped the Bodo sizer in there, got that ran out a couple times. Now it's almost silky smooth. I don't want to go too loose on it. I kind of like to have those wear themselves in in time, but it's definitely way better than what it was as far as not being sticky smooth on the tail. We'll see when we get it up in there. I'm hoping to be able to run some low head speed, high head speed stuff on this. Not really looking to have crazy head speed on it, but I, I do want to play in the low head speed range. Eventually, I probably will stretch this to a 550, uh, depending on when I plow it in, what it ends up being like. But definitely model looks great. The canopy is beautiful. The canopy came with some magnetic canopies. I don't know what kind they are. They're, they're, they're not mag mounts or anything like that. They're not protos. I believe he got them from McBaster screw and bolt type place that has magnets for sale. I don't know the exact style or exact brand of these, but they do work very, very well, almost too well. I may end up putting on the back of the canopy, just a regular canopy mounts back on it, just because we'll see when I'm done with it. We'll see how easy it is to get the canopy off. Obviously with the magnetic canopy, getting it on is super easy, but getting it off sometimes is kind of a pain. I don't, I don't foresee this being a super issue, but it's one of those things that I'm gonna have to deal with after I get the model built and put together and everything. My history has pretty much been, I prefer a 550 size helicopter. I've tried to get into the 700 size range and just, just really don't enjoy it as much. The 550 size, single battery, single tray. 
I know they pull a lot more current and the batteries don't last as long. So that's pretty much my history as far as helicopter size. The 550 is what I prefer. I do have some 380, some Oxys. Definitely love those also. But the 700 size I've yet to fall in love with and grasp eventually that may happen. But currently the only 700 I've have is the A7. It's a good flying machine, but it's just one of those things with that size helicopter I've always had issues with. So next I wanted to talk about was the Oxy-3. I ended up getting some crashed Oxy-3s from a guy that you guys may know on a podcast that likes to crash a lot. But I ended up getting these two helicopters crashed. It was a stellar deal. Came with a bunch of parts. I already had a bunch of parts. I ended up buying a brand new kit just in case there was something I needed. Ended up changing and building both of those two helicopters that came in crashed up to a flyable condition. One of them I actually outfitted. It's actually flying. The other one that's flying I had before. So that's two flyable oxys that I have in my fleet with a brand new kit as a backup and a built 2018 as a backup. I kind of started hoarding these like crazy for some reason. <laughs> I have about four batteries for it. I Running both of them on 4S 1500, it's a little heavy. Getting the balance is, I wouldn't call it perfect in that helicopter. It is nose heavy, but flying it in there, you don't really notice it. Just kind of ignore it. I probably in certain maneuvers, if you're a stellar pilot, you could probably notice it. But for my smack throw, throw right home type stuff, you're not going to notice it at all. So Oxy-3. Um, I kind of started flying it. I've had, this is probably about my fourth round with the Oxy-3 stuff. I've had them in the past. I've had one of the original ones and it first came out and it had, they had feather shaft issues. The feather shaft wasn't breaking in flight, but if you crash, the feather shaft would break every single time. They fixed that where it's probably, you're probably 50-50 now if, if you break that feather shaft. The design that they've went to is quite a bit better. The two current flying models I have have the old style grips on it. The grips have uh, kind of a elbow bend where they come off the actual grip itself to the ball ink. The newer style just comes straight off exactly. So I had to do kind of a mash together modification between the old style and the new style because they currently don't sell the old style head. But luckily, with these two helicopters I got from this guy, it actually had a three-blade head and a three-blade tail on it. I really don't care to be running a three-blade head on it. I may at some point, but I, I just don't, I just don't think it's for me. Luckily, the three-bladed head has the exact same grips that I'm currently running, so I have, you know, three backups in case I end up breaking one or bending one. So that's awesome. Both the Oxys have stock motors in them. The Servos I end up going with in both of my Oxys. I bought them when they were on sale. Heli Direct had some torque micro servos. Uh, these torque micro servos are the current regular red that all the torque servos are. Price range, I believe they're $32 to $34 a piece, so they're not crazy expensive. I bought them just to try them because I had the full-size servos in the past and they were they were perfect, but for some reason, Torque kind of went out of business or stopped selling stuff. I don't know what exactly the deal was, but it was something that happened. But now they're back on the scene. They have new servos. They have micro servos. So I picked the micro servos up, and I have zero tail wag on my Oxy. I'm not saying I had 
tail wag before, but there is literally almost zero tail wag in this machine. I mean, when you sit in a hover, normally you have a little bit of oscillation between governor gain and tail gain or something like that. It's just, for me, it's always been super, super hard to dial that stuff out. It's just, just something that I normally don't mess with. I'll mess with it a little bit, but I try to try not to let it bother me unless it's crazy big. But with these torque servos, you have zero issues. They're they're perfect. They bolt in nice. They look nice. They look different from every other servo because pretty much all the servos you're gonna have on the market are silver aluminum looking or anodized black or plastic black. You don't really have a red. The pro modelers are red, but they're a plastic red, kind of an orangey red. I wouldn't call them like a anodized aluminum red. And these torque servos are they come in with a anodized aluminum red, which is they're just they're just good to look at servos are beautiful in my opinion. So I ended up getting those for the second oxy also. So both of them have those torque micro servos in it. Both of them are running flawlessly. I don't have any issues at all. Over time, we'll see. I've only crashed uh, crashed a one oxy through two, three weeks ago doing tail slide aileron rolls. And I wanted one more revolution in it. And I ended up uh, plowing it in tail first, tail slide. It was pretty pretty gruesome. All the, all the servos made it, didn't strip any gears out. Obviously, bent the boom and destroyed some other stuff. But overall, the machine crashes very well. Everybody knows that. That's been out there as part of the hobby. People know Oxys crash well. Blades aren't crazy cheap. Blades, I'm still looking for a cheaper option. Blades are about 30 bucks a piece, which isn't, which isn't dirt cheap, but compared to a 550 model where there's $60 a piece, I guess that's doable. But price ranges are in the same price range as a Protos 380 blade or a 380 size of helicopter blade. So if you guys have any more questions or want to shoot me anything about my oxys or anything like that, uh, modifications it or anything like that, just shoot me a shoot me a Facebook message or email. Currently there is a Houdini RC Heli Facebook page. You guys want to post on there, that's fine. If not, ain't no big deal. I don't really have any pictures. I just have a mic picture and pretty much no contact information at this point. If you want to email me, you can get a hold of me. I'm going to be using HoudiniRCHeli at gmail.com for feedback and stuff like that for the podcast if you want to email. If not, it's no big deal. So next on the docket, I wanted to go over, so I wanted to go over simple builds to complex builds, what you prefer, what you don't prefer. Normally to myself, I normally kind of fit in the middle where it's not, I don't super simple it as far as wiring and stuff like that just sometimes i will take a model and like super clean the wiring and run everything inside the frame and tuck everything and velcro on every zip tie and so forth and so on for the most part i kind of fit in the middle where i kind of kind of take care of my wiring make sure it looks decent with the canopy on where there's not just a blob of mess hanging everywhere zip tie together i don't do the super super simple build where i just super zip tie everything and lay everything and have it look like a rat's nest i try to do as much as i can without going overboard i've seen some pictures online where these guys they literally will build 
the helicopter with all the wiring, everything tucked. I've done that once or twice, but you plow the machine in one time and it's pretty much gone. It's going to take you forever to rebuild it. Just trying to get all the wiring out and all the so forth and so on. I don't, for me, I don't feel that it's something that, that I'm going to continue to do. If I have a show heli, we call it a show heli, but if I have a helicopter that like it's part of a team or a one-off model, let's, let's just say like a Monstro or something like that, that's a super clean, beautiful helicopter. Yeah, I'm going to take my time and rewire that and tuck out all the wires and get everything completely clean and perfect and exactly where somebody looks at, you're not going to be able to notice anything. Everything's going to be cleaned and polished and all the wires are going to be tucked and exactly the way they should be. But for the most part, for if you're flying a model on a normal weekend basis, you you pretty much just need to find the middle of the road where you not have wires jammed over on each other or zip tied over each other. Mine aren't perfect. I'm never going to say they're perfect. I, I, like I said, I try to find that middle of the road where I'm not, where I'm not fighting to get the model apart and get the model back together. Next, I wanted to go over if we ever get back to going to events, food, and some type of just event going over. Eventually, I want to have a topic with a show host or guest, you would say, to go over some of these topics more in depth where I can get some criticism and feedback directly. And somebody can tell, tell them, some, somebody can tell me I'm stupid and I don't know what I'm talking about right, right immediately instead of me having to read it two, three days later. So food at events, uh, this all depends on are you a morning person or are you a night person? If you're a morning person, definitely bring some food. I mean, if you have like a griddle top where you can cook some breakfast for people, that's definitely enjoyable. I mean, you don't have to pay for it. It's, you can just ask people, just tell them after the first day, hey, I'm going to be cooking breakfast tomorrow. You guys want anything? Let me know. Do you go to the store? I can pick some stuff up. Just let them know that, you know, if if you're available to cook some stuff for them, let let them know if you enjoy that. That's part of the hobby, part of sharing. That's completely completely fine. If you don't, that's fine too. If you want to be just cook whatever little bit of stuff for yourself, that's completely fine. People aren't going to call you out for that or bitch or moan. Lunchtime. Most people normally have their lunchtime stuff planned, so. But again, if you have a barbecue pit or a smoke pit, I had a buddy, Rene from Oklahoma. He had a nice smoke like pit, but it wasn't like a super large one. It was kind of like a mini refrigerator type one. And you could keep that thing running all day and it's completely fine. So if somebody had something they wanted barbecue, you could just take it and throw it up in there. It's completely perfect. Small hibachi style barbecue pits are really good. You really don't want to bring like a super large barbecue pit out there. Um, there's not going to, unless it's a ginormous event, you're just, it's going to be a waste of time trying to drag all that stuff out there and drag it back. So smaller hibachi pits, smoke pits, something like that. It's going to be perfect. Nighttime, it's kind of good to kind of get your stuff together. As far as the sun going down, you really don't want to have the sun go down, especially if they are doing night flying or you don't have 
canopy lights or night lights or anything like that kind of get your stuff organized before the sun goes down because it's going to be a pain trying to get find all your stuff and get it all packed up if the sun goes down and you don't have lights or night lights or you end up doing like I did one time where you got to pull your car around turn the headlights on the car just so you can pack all your stuff up it's just a pain so definitely kind of look ahead on that type stuff if you're going to an event that's going to be out in the field which I would say 95% of all events are going to be out in the field bring some ant killer some ant spray or something normally these fields are full of ants and bugs and so forth and so on don't forget the bug spray it seems like every event I go to I forget the bug spray and end up having to call people to pick pick up some bug spray or some stuff to kill all the ants uh, if you have Nitro, nobody's going to be doing, using nitro, but I've used nitro in the past to kill ant piles. It definitely works pretty good, but I think at 50 something dollars a gallon, nobody's going to be using nitro to kill ants. Not in 2020, at least. Maybe next year it'll come back down and be back to a normal price, but I wouldn't hold my breath on it. So we'll go over events a little bit more in the future when I get somebody on here and we can hash out back and forth. That's just kind of the basics if we ever get events going back up. When we get events back going back up, we're going to be positive about this. We will get back to flying. We will get back to events. And it's, I would, I've, I foresee it's going to be a, a blow up. I think people are going to come back to this hobby. People may leave a little bit, but I believe when events start happening, it's, people are going to be throwing down. They're going to be ready to get out of the house and really put on a show. It's going to kind of be like it used to be in the 2004 range, 2005 range, where people go to events, they just flew as hard as they could, and you have to wait in line. But by the time you got it, got up there, you're you're ready to to put on a show. So next, I want to go over some comments as far as uh, Podbean comments, Facebook comments, so forth and so on. All right, guys, we'll go over Facebook lights. Just uh got five likes I guess that's a good thing there's no uh, unlikes or dislikes <laughs> so we've got Ed Shane Duncan Brent Bolliber I have no idea if I said that correctly Kerry Snyder Kenny Sierra some of those are buddies of mine some of them I have met in the past one of them I do not know who he is I did have one Podbean like. Get Podbean up here. All right, so on Podbean we have a uh, GB Bowl who's following me. I've got RC Nuts. Uh, that Brent guy's following me. Mike Sobey's following me. A couple people following me. Wouldn't call it crazy. We've got a. Uh, the Honda CRX 91 following. So I'm getting out there. I'm not saying it's uh, the best thing. I know episode one was a uh, pretty much a hashed up throw, throw it out there, kind of like running around with a baseball bat with a blindfold on. But, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to jump out in the water and see if you can swim. We'll see how this one turns out. I wouldn't call it the best, wouldn't call it the worst, but uh, it's better than nothing. If you want something to listen to when you drive, I'm here for you. I'll probably try to push out one or two of these a month. It's pretty easy talking to myself. I really don't mind it, but 
is going to get old. I definitely uh, got Zoom up and working, so I definitely will have some other people on here on the podcast. I did some testing last night on it. There should be no issues. The only thing using Zoom that I'm finding, we'll have to see how this turns out in the end, but it seemed like when I was when I stopped talking, it was like cutting the mic completely off, and I don't know if I like that as far as audacity. It would leave it on the whole time, so we'll see how this turns out. We'll see what episode three unveils. Definitely be around. So if you guys want to get a hold of me, like I said last time, it's Houdini RC Heli at gmail.com is what I'm be using for user feedback. The Hotmail I'll be using for just Podbeam and application type purposes. So you guys want to email me gmail.com. I don't have anything associated with it, so I'm not getting flooded with a bunch of stuff where I'll miss your emails or back and forth. At Facebook, there's a Houdini RC Heli podcast page. You guys want to drop in there, that's fine. You want to shoot me a message directly. It is Richard Spiegel RC on Facebook. Um, probably the best way to get a hold of me is just doing that. If you want to actually ask me a message or send me feedback or whatever, that would be it. I hope you guys are having a good time. Be safe.